This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast where I'm chatting to Amy Mitchell who is a systems expert and Amy is talking all about how to make your life less stressful, manage your to-do list and get more stuff done in your pet business. So Amy, I came across a few years ago when she came and did some training in a community I was in about Asana, which is a project management system. And it's basically like a second brain. All of the stuff that you've got going on in your head, you can put into Asana and other similar systems are available. But you can put it all in there and you can take away the overwhelm, work through your to-do list, prioritise your tasks, get more done and feel less stressed. And Amy is explaining exactly how you go about this in this episode. And she's also talking about prioritising things so you get more done, but you also have more time to spend with the people who you love and doing the things that you enjoy. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Amy's also got an amazing free resource. It's a mini course on Asana, which will help you get organized and help you really get more done in your pet business and also enjoy your life more. And who can want more than that? So I hope you enjoy this episode. I loved having the chat with Amy. I think you'll love it too. Now on for the main part of the show. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I've talked a lot about um, Asana with my clients and also in my free Facebook group and probably on podcasts as well. Um, and I kept, first came across it via your good self. And we're going to be talking a lot about planning and getting organized today um, and Asana, obviously, which is your key area. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do, first of all? Absolutely. Yeah. So I support online business owners to leverage tech and systems to get more done in their business. And one of the key tools that is, you know, been kind of front and center for me is Asana. And so I'm an Asana services pro um, and originally an Asana certified pro um, and or sorry, Asana (laughs) Asana services partner, originally an Asana certified pro. And so I got introduced to Asana maybe I don't know, like seven years ago, and something about the way it worked just clicked. So I help people kind of leverage tech and systems, but one of the key tools that I use is Asana. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us about what you did before you um, before you did what you do now, and before you became you started working with helping people with tech and Asana. Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So I decided that I. I wanted to start an online business because I wanted to travel. So (laughs) I had turned 31 and could no longer qualify for working holiday visas. I had done some working holiday visas when I was um, younger and I got to live and work in other countries. And then I turned 31 and I could no longer qualify for these working holiday visas. I thought, okay, well, how I live for extended periods of time in other countries. And so I knew I wanted to start an online business. And so I started following a woman called Natalie Sisson, who is the suitcase entrepreneur. And she helped me start an online business that was location independent. And I went to a retreat in Bali um, and I went as a copywriter. So I, because I had a background in writing and I had a degree in marketing and communications, I wanted to 
leverage those skills to start my online business. So I went to her retreat in Bali as a copywriter. And at that retreat, I met Osman Sharif, which I know you know, and he teaches wealth dynamics. And by, by going through the wealth dynamics profiling and figuring out I'm a mechanic, he kind of introduced this idea of systems <laughs> to me. And so I went to the retreat as a copywriter and I left as uh, I got hired by Natalie as her systems person. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> yeah. so from there, I learned Asana. From there, I learned the back end of online businesses. I learned all about systems. And then I spent you know, the next six years really working behind the scenes um, in all kinds of businesses and putting Asana in place for people and, and did a lot of consulting for various um, business, like local businesses, as well as small, medium, large online businesses. And just really got nerdy about the back end of how businesses work. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I knew a little bit of that story, but I didn't know that you went there as a copywriter and then got a brilliant gig with Natalie and then walked away or got on the plane as um, as a systems person. So what was that like <laughs> saying goodbye to your old life and something that you were, or, you know, you'd always known? Yeah, it's funny because I, I had started my carpeting business. I was only maybe six months in. And because I had a background in writing, I was able to leverage that and get some, you know, I had a good network locally and I'm, I like to network with people. And so I was able to kind of get a few clients. But what I found with copywriting is that, first of all, I, writing and copywriting are very different. <laughs> so it was just such a really big learning curve. And so I was, I was an okay copywriter at that point. And then what I found was that the, the clients that I was helping with copywriting, like they, there was so much on the systems end that made it so they couldn't leverage their copy. Like they could get copy onto a page, but they didn't have systems to get traffic to that page. Yeah. And so I started to just see where systems were really the solution to many of the things that my existing copywriting clients were coming to me for. Yeah. And so it kind of was this natural transition. It's like, because I found myself putting systems in place for them anyways. I'm like, oh, okay, you want to regularly put a blog out. Here's a system for that. Like I just, yeah. my brain just works in systems. And so I found that I was doing some system stuff and calling myself a copywriter. And so it was just this kind of nudge to step more into the systems mm -hmm. realm of things. Um, and so, yeah, I still, I still support clients with copy to this day. Yeah. Um, but I just don't hold that out front as a thing that I do. Yeah. yeah. Copy is a, a really important, but yeah, I, I feel like my writing background has really helped a lot with my work, but it, it's the systems behind the thing that makes the writing seen and heard and, you know, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to, because um, we all create lots of content or a lot of people create a lot of content nowadays, um, and you've just sort of done it there about, you know, getting it seen, getting it out there. What do you think that people find the most challenging when it comes to creating this great content and getting it actually in front of people? Yeah, it's something that I see a lot of clients, students and struggle with as well as myself and my own business. It's it's essentially like the, we have this idea that in order to get content in front of people, we have to create this whole system and we can't start getting content out until the whole system's in place. And we have this whole idea and all the messaging and positioning is perfect. And people don't realize that this is like, they want the system first, but the system comes by doing the, the thing. <laughs> so mm -hmm. by creating content and getting it out, you start to realize what system you need to support you. And that might look like putting 
uh, lead magnet in place because maybe you have traffic, but you're not able to get people onto email lists. It's kind of like, which area of business do you need to troubleshoot? Is it really getting new eyes or is it getting those eyes that are on your stuff onto your email list? Or is it getting the people on your email list into a sale of some sort? And so, yeah, the idea that just simply starting and letting the system unfold, you know, a lot of people want to get the system perfect before they even start. So that's kind of the biggest thing I see is people delaying starting getting content out because they're, they think they need to have some perfect system first, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, have you seen that at all? Yeah, no, that is something that I've seen. And also it's something that I've, I've had myself because I've only been really been working online for the past, say, three and a bit years. Um, mm-hmm. And I started with a blog and then I knew that I wanted to get eyes on it. So I'd share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. But I needed to have a system in place to make sure I always had eyes on it. And then those the blog needed to feed into the email list. And I guess it's all things that I learned along the way. And then I guess with the podcast, it started with the podcast. I'd do a few social media posts. Then I knew that I wanted to maybe do bring in some video. So I, I had the content and then I added more things that were more manageable as I moved along if that makes sense mm-hmm. and then I've also used the pod, my podcast to drive people to um, lead magnets and that kind of thing so I guess it have I got I think I think I hope I've got a system have got I do feel like I have a system now but it's definitely something that I I did little steps and then I added things onto them which sounds a bit clumsy but Hopefully, it no. That's I think that's exactly the right way because I think what happens is people think, okay, I wanna I wanna do a podcast, but I need to put it on ten different platforms, and so I don't get the podcast out because I don't have the system to distribute it or syndicate it. But what you did is you're like, okay, I just need to get this bit of the system going, and then you added another platform, another way to get it seen, and I think that's the the best way because it allows you to to not go from zero to nothing it's like going from like couch to running a marathon it's like first you put your shoes on <laughs> then you go for a one kilometer run and you know it's kind of like the idea that building it over time is what makes it consistent and sustainable and the system does move with you so if you you first had a system for that first bit and then maybe as you added another platform you integrated that into existing systems so you weren't creating a massive system from nothing you were creating bits of your system as you went and there's the other thing about it is that there's system can always be better but is it working is the system doing its job or are you wanting to optimize it unnecessarily so sometimes it's like it's it's we're trying to improve a system that's already fine and we're spending extra time trying to like optimize when it's perfect the way it is it's working just let it be or is it really not working for you and you need to like troubleshoot some areas and so maybe you found that as you've grown in your system that something that worked at one level as you added things you're like okay this isn't quite right anymore and you had to update it I'm not sure if you've had that experience but Mm -hmm. yeah I guess um, over the last few months I've been working on my newsletter so before I used to send an email every Thursday and sometimes in between Um, but it would just be I've got a podcast episode out this is what it's about whereas I did some newsletter training and now my newsletter is there's more to it but um, I can repurpose some of my newsletter on social media. So I feel like I've, I create the newsletter and then I've now got a system where I know I can dip into it to create content and repurpose it for other platforms. Um, so it, it feels like the main, I guess the main thing in the system is the getting it done. And then if I want to dip into my newsletter for other things, then I can do. 
Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I, I feel like sometimes people think like, okay, I have this newsletter, but I, or I want to create a newsletter that I put on all these other platforms and it, it stops them from just making the newsletter, just get the newsletter done and then see what you can do with it. Don't try to figure out like the whole thing first. That's one of the common things that I see. And one of the things that stopped me as well, and especially I, I did have this, I wanted to start a YouTube channel and I started a YouTube channel and then I got overwhelmed and stopped, but this year I'm bringing it back. Yeah. It's like the one, the one platform I'm like really excited to get onto and create for. And like, it's funny because I'm, I, the same things that I teach my clients, I get stuck on. And so I think it helps me troubleshoot better when I'm going through it myself. (laughs) Definitely. I have, I have similar things where the same things I teach my clients, I get stuck on as well. And we'll talk about, um, you know, being bold and putting yourself out there and be like, I can't do it myself. We've got to send this email, but I'm too scared. Um, But, you know, it's good to be walking the walk with people, isn't it? And um, yeah, not being too, you know, we're, you know, I feel like I'm similar to my clients on a similar journey. And I think Mm -hmm. people like that because they can relate to you, can't they? Or they feel like you can relate to them because you're not kind of up there. You're, you know, you're alongside them, working with them. Absolutely. Yeah. In in one of my, programs I have like every week we do kind of like a review and and I'm I share my review I'm like yeah I didn't get everything done this week that I wanted to or I'm behind on this and I'm able to share that journey but it's about the practice of dusting yourself off and showing up again next week you know it's like the the quicker I can hack any lack of productivity or anything I missed like and so being able to share it so I definitely am not someone who's like oh I've got it all figured out it's more like I'm figuring it out but I'm so dedicated and committed to this journey that I'm going to keep showing up for myself and that practice I think is the best we can do you know no one has it all figured out (laughs) absolutely could not agree more with you there so um so you've been talking about like your you've got systems of your own and sharing those with your clients and I know because I've done your program and we've met before um, on training events before Um, Mm -hmm. so I know your story but can you tell us a little bit about um, the whole Asana thing and how you how you came to work with that as a system Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's funny I didn't Asana was one of those things that I didn't know I was looking for but I I was I was in my own business and you know working with Natalie at that time and and she had Asana and so I hadn't seen Asana before and so I had to learn it really quickly to support her with her systems and my experience was that there's so many moving pieces and I really like I just couldn't figure out how it all worked together and how to keep on track of everything and I was just having this experience where I was like okay I I'm a smart person. I'm pretty organized, but I can't seem to figure out how I'm meant to get all of this stuff done that we have to get done as online business owners. And so then when I learned Asana, something just clicked where I realized, okay, this is a tool that allows me to hold not only my task list, but also my projects and also organize my projects, but also any ongoing things. Like it just, the way that I kind of, I, I don't know how it happened exactly, but I had my, I, got exposed to Asana. And then I simultaneously was reading David Allen's Getting Things Done, which is like a classic productivity book. And something about those two things, I realized that Asana was perfect for centralizing your to-dos, for getting everything in one place, being able to prioritize what needs to get done first. And it also has this functionality that allows you to really compartmentalize 
what's happening. So it allows you to only view what's most important for today. So it was kind of this like reading that book and learning Asana, I just saw it as this system to really operate as a hub for my business. And then as I put it in place, I it was kind of like one of those things where I felt like I had like a secret. I felt like this is too good. Why aren't more people using this? Because the the way that the specific my task, and I know you know this from your own business, the way the my task list work, it really does capture everything that you need to do, but you only have to focus on what you need to worry about for today. And so I ended up kind of creating this system for myself. And then I felt like, oh, I want to share this as many people as possible because this has changed the way I experience my business. Like it is what I call and many people call it's a it's just second brain. So I ended up using Asana as this place to put absolutely everything that I have to remember in my life. Like if I need an oil change for my car, if I need a pickup toothpaste, like anything that needs to happen started to go in Asana. And then I started to experience all of this like space in my head because my brain was no longer trying to figure out and trying to remember all these things. And it wasn't multiple post-it notes and lists everywhere. In one place where everything goes, it's organized and prioritized. Asana reminds me of the things that I want to remember when I want to remember them. And from there, I just thought, okay, everyone needs to hear about this. And so I created uh, did a course with Natalie actually like in 2016 called Run Your Business From Anywhere with uh, Sana, Slack, and Google Drive. And that was my first sort of like foray into creating courses around Asana and the way that I was using Asana. And so that course has evolved into what is now called Scattered to Streamlined. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it's it's um it's a revelation because like as as we were saying earlier, um I started using Asana after meeting you and yeah, exactly what you were just describing, having a head full of so much stuff. I mean, I'm looking at my walls now and I still have post-it notes, but I'm now thinking I need to put those into Asana um, because it's just such a great system, isn't it? So can you tell us about a little bit about your own systems then? Because I know I've done your training, so I feel like I'm asking you questions I already know the answers to, but do you have any specific things that you do every week or every month or any tasks that you have um, where you use Asana to help you get organised? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, I mean, I have Asana as like main thing. I have some other tools and systems that help me have space in my business. But Asana specifically, some of the key things that I do is I I do 90-day planning, essentially. So I create a high-level roadmap for each quarter. And so I have a board in Asana that's broken up um, into three quarters. And then I have another column called like a project queue. So every quarter I I pick the top projects for the quarter and I allocate them into each month. And so what that allows me to do is really pick and choose the most important projects. And then I have this project queue that allows me to keep everything I want to do, but it's in the queue. It's like, it's not something that I, it's like I make a choice what to prioritize and then I focus on that. And so having that sort of like, quarterly roadmap, as well as that project queue has been something that's been really helpful. Um, Another thing that I do is I have what I call Monday morning magic. And it really is just like this reflection into how my priorities went last week, what I have on deck for this week, really thinking about my week um, in terms of what it is that I 
what it is that I want to accomplish, but also how I want to feel as I move through that. So I don't look at my to-do list and think, how can I get as much done as possible? I look at my to-do list and think, how can I get the most important things done and and also like enjoy my time? <laughs> because I spent a lot of years just getting through. And so I use my Monday morning magic task that repeats every Monday to just take a minute to reflect. I have it linked to my vision that's also in Asana, which is what I'm meant to accomplish, what I'm trying to accomplish this year. And it just helped me kind of rise above my to-do list and really think about what am I doing this all for? And staying connected to that because it's so easy to get into the weeds and just like really get stuck into like, okay, more, get more tasks done, do more. I'd have to get all this stuff done. And often what happens is we have, we expect too much of ourselves in the first place. So we end every day feeling like we failed because we never get through the massive to-do list that we laid out. So I've created a few systems in Asana that help alleviate that um, because it just wasn't feeling good for me to end every day feeling like I didn't do enough. Like that's yeah. not how I want to feel at the end of the day. So I really allocate the the top priorities. What are the most important things that have to get done today? And then I kind of like my mindset is that anything else is bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, and some days I do tons of bonus and other days I go for a walk or go hang out with friends and just don't do any more. And, and I, I use Asana to remind me that that's okay to approach my business that way. <laughs> so I have a, um, a recurring task with just my vision alone. So just any kind of reminders of what's important to me, why I'm doing this. And then I also have uh, a task that I call an SOS task. Yeah. And this is a task that lists basically anything that inspires me anything that I've like come across on the internet, a YouTube video, a quote. Um, and it's like, if I'm not feeling motivated or connected or inspired, I go to my SOS task and I like pick and choose a couple videos to watch that fire me up. There's a lot of Beyonce in there and <laughs> Beyonce quotes and Beyonce, <laughs> but also, you know, any, um, and even in, in one of my group programs, we have an SOS hashtag and we all just share anything that's inspiring. So we can go to the group and like, see, okay, what I need to, to get myself into a better headspace, so headspace. So, what music or quotes or films or whatever uh, get me there? Yeah. So, those are a few things that I do to kind of help me, um, kind of stay on track and and have a system. I do run sprints in my business, so I run uh, when I have that I've decided is a priority for the month. Then I break it down into weekly sprints, and then I have. Uh, dedicated tasks to get that sprint done and a sprint is based on an outcome yeah and so I use this on boards for that as well okay um <laughs> so no I love so much stuff I love in that definitely the SOS task um and the recurring task with your vision and right the whole rising above your to-do list is is mm. just such such great advice um as you know this podcast is all about being visible getting press coverage and publicity and that kind of thing do you have any um systems or any tasks i guess in your asana when it comes to pro you know your profile raising stuff do you have like a set amount of um social media posts you might put out or podcasts that you apply for or guest experts that kind of thing do you use it for that kind of activity yeah i I should. <laughs> so, I don't. I have a, a visibility board that I've created in Asana. I'd actually be happy to share that with your audience as well. I can. Yeah. I can send that to you. Um, and so the visibility board is this idea of being able to um, 
outline exactly what actions you want to take before for visibility and to be able to track that over time. And so it is something that I've done in the past. I've fallen off over the past year. Yeah. And visibility is my top priority for um, Q3 and 4. It's basically all I'm doing for the next six months. So though my systems are definitely going to develop there. But I think what's important about any of those actions is, is, you know, creating the strategy, creating the plan, but then also making sure that in your system, there is some connection to why you're doing that. Because I think what can happen with some of these tasks is that because they require some bravery, because they require some putting yourself out there, it can be easy to just move it to tomorrow. And so in, in a task where you, you've decided, okay, I'm going to pitch five podcasts every week. I have, you know, the podcast pitch in the actual description of the task. I have a, a subtask with the people and I'm saying I have, this is in the template. I'm not currently doing this, mm-hmm. um, being fully transparent. A subtask of each podcast I've chosen to reach out to, maybe link to a spreadsheet that has a bunch of podcasts I've re- researched that I want to be on. And then just having that system to reach out you know, maybe I batch it on Mondays and <clears throat> I reach out to those five podcasts on Mondays. And then I just do that every Monday. And so, you know, basically focusing on the system and the effort as opposed to the outcome. Mm-hmm. But in that same description, rem- like remembering why I'm doing this. So I, if I created a strategy where I wanted to reach out to five new podcasts every single week, I would want to include why I came to that strategy. So I want to do this because I know that if I reach out to a certain number of podcasts, then they're going to get seen in in reaching out. I also learn how to get better at reaching out. So there's the practicing of reaching out that makes you better. You become better at pitching. So it's like putting some notes to myself around the value of the system and the process itself, not just the outcome. And I think... Yeah, I think like the having basically a system where you have your tool, whatever it is, whether it's dishonor or otherwise, reminding you of the actions that and the system itself to lead to the outcome, as well as why you're doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think the whole mission is important, isn't it? Because it's the mission and the why that keeps you going when, you know, you might like you know a lot of my clients are pitching to the press and it can be quite daunting and if you are rejected or if your email doesn't get picked up it's like oh you do feel a bit you can feel a bit deflated but the why keeps you going and you were talking about your SOS um, bank or SOS task even um, I always encourage clients to have like keep to keep the wins keep really nice testimonials Mm. cards social proof um, feedback emails all kinds of things like that because that helps remind you of and you know in you know in your case you've got you'll have clients who you've really helped and really made a difference with um and they're the kind of things that keep you going aren't they when you're feeling about absolutely oh, what's the point <laughs> because we all have those moments don't we yeah and I think too for your community I would probably keep some stats around all the famous people that got rejected a hundred times you know it's like there's yeah. so many stories where people just kept getting rejected over and over again. So I would probably seek those stories out and have a recurring task that had, you know, 10 different examples of people that are super 
successful or famous or have the out desire, but all the times they got rejected, all the times that no one believed in them. Like I would probably keep stories like that. I probably should keep for my business as well. But <laughs> well, you know what I'm gonna be doing when I get off this call, don't you? I will be yeah. together for, for my clients. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about the emotional impact of feeling going from when you first started working with Natalie and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to keep all of this in my head to having your systems in place? What was the emotional impact for you? And I guess it'll be similar for your clients. What kind of, you know, your own emotional impact and then, you know, the kind of feedback you get from your clients about how that makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I think we have so much pressure to be doing all of the time. And when that doing, when we feel like we have to be doing all the time, then we have all of this pressure from the tasks to be doing that we need to be doing. And so I feel like the being able to move from a place where all my time is spent worrying about what I need to do to knowing that my system will tell me what I need to do. I just need to show up and do the doing because it's kind of like, Basana calls it like work about work. You know, it's like there's kind of all of this work about work that takes up space. And I feel like by putting a system in place that allows me to prioritize, that captures all of the things I need to remember, I do way less work about work. I just get to do the work. And a lot of a lot of my own anxiety used to come from worrying that I wasn't doing enough work as opposed to just getting the work done. And so I think inter- emotionally, I feel more free i feel more in control and and it's kind of i've noticed like in my clients specifically they they move through this one phase so when they first find asana or a similar system where they're able to really their system truly has their back and they're able to really focus and prioritize they get everything to asana and then they go through this thing where they realize there's the volume of what they've asked of themselves they start to realize just how unrealistic their expectations have been. So there's all this pressure to get all this stuff done, but they, it's just, it's just very unrealistic. And so then they move into the next phase, which is figuring out what actually is most important and how do I let go of, of the guilt of the rest of it. And so I've, 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 I like one of the words I call myself is like a guilt guilt-free time off enthusiast (laughs) you know it's like we can take time off almost any time if you know with the freedom and flexibility that we have but is it guilt-free can you take time off and really enjoy your time off and sometimes I can't sometimes I'm got lots going on and I still am I'm suffering from guilt from my to-do list but not all the time. And so I'm able to, when I'm in that space, I, I reevaluate. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in a situation where I realized, oh, I, I had let my calendar get sneaky, like sneakily back to too many meetings because yeah. I have really strict boundaries around when I take meetings. I only do meetings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and usually not before nine and not after one, just because it's diminishing returns for me the later I have meetings. Um, but so I had noticed that I had like slipped a few boundaries. And so when I find myself in that situation, I kind of just like catch myself and remind myself, my business isn't sustainable if I'm, if I, if my cup isn't full or if my cup's getting lower, if I'm overgiving or overworking. And so allowing, allowing Asana to hold all of the things that I need it to hold, but also 
shifting my mindset and allowing myself allowing it to be okay that I don't get every single thing under the sun done. And so that's given me this like freedom is the best word I can use to describe it because I can look at it as if I failed or I can look at it as if, oh, I got my most important things done and now I can go enjoy my life because I'm not willing. Like if my business is at my expense, I don't want it. Yeah. And and I used to think I wanted my business at any cost. And that shift has come from Asana and productivity and really touching base with what's important to me and figuring out, okay, I want to play the long game. I want to be doing this for many, many years to come. And if I'm burning myself out constantly, it's not going to work. And so I, I don't know if that quite answers your question around the emotional impact, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. It's like, how has that shifted for you? Yeah, it does definitely. And a lot of what you were saying around boundaries and um and how we let our boundaries slip really resonated as well. And as you were chatting, I was that the whole freeing up time, taming your to-do list, these are all things that I know um people will find really valuable because emotionally we want to have that time back so we can spend it with the people or the animals or doing the things that we love and Mm -hmm. particularly when we're running our own businesses it can be all consuming and you've just said yourself you know you've not always had those boundaries and it isn't you know we we work for ourselves we've made this brave decision to work on our own and have our own businesses and sometimes we lose sight of why we've done that um, Mm -hmm. and what's important so yeah that's a huge that really does um, resonate and um, I've been saying for blinking ages that I want to have Fridays off and I am actually planning my next round of, of my programme. So the days are going to be slightly different and to possibly make that happen. Um, and mm-hmm. I think we've got to protect our time as well, haven't we? And having a system like that does do that. And that does have huge emotional um, benefits for us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it really was a shift to me truly believing that by giving myself that space, that time was better for the work that I'm doing for my clients, for everyone. Like if I can model this way of being, then everyone, everyone benefits my loved ones, my clients, like it, it started to really, I started to really see where my overextending was, wasn't helping anyone. And so when I really believed, okay, by taking care of my time, myself, by focusing on the most important to do's in my business and letting go of the guilt of the ones that didn't get done, through that, I started to see how that benefited everyone. So that allowed, because the only reason I overextended myself is that I thought that I was helping. You know, it's not, it, it, it comes from a good place. I believe it comes from a good place by wanting to get everything done. But when I really embodied that by taking care, it's in higher service, that's when I could get behind it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the way that I, the way that I looked at, my overworking when I started to see that as a disservice to everyone. When it was just a disservice to me, I could kind of be okay with it. But when I started yeah. to see it as a disservice to everyone, that's when I thought, okay, this is this is not going to work over time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've just been chatting to somebody actually on a, on a call and we were talking about saying no. Um, and it's really hard, isn't it? Like I'm a massive people pleaser and I know many of us are. And saying no is, is difficult, but actually as you say you know we, we, we're showing up better we're giving a better service if we do do keep you know look after ourselves mm-hmm. so, yeah so do you have any client stories um any 
kind of examples really I guess for pe from people who have because sometimes I think with systems it can feel like oh have I got the time to put in a system because that feels quite big and overwhelming in, in itself and if you are mm -hmm. really busy and you're frazzled the thought of taking the time to learn a system and getting your head around it all that feels like another thing on the to-do list and mm. people might think is it really worth it so do you mm -hmm. have any kind of client stories or case studies that you can share to show the benefits really yeah it's so funny I was thinking about my clients and I have so many stories of people that that essentially just felt like okay I can relax now but I also have lots of stories of, of people that it took a bit of of time to get there there is this my one client Jen who she is uh, an intuitive guide so she supports people through life changes um, and helps people get back in touch with their you know their their north star their own personal truth and she also is a full-time um, she was a police officer and now she's at full-time in emergency services. So she works in dispatch. So she works full-time and then she has this side business. And she first came to me about a year ago and she was like, I don't know if Asana is going to work for me. I've got it in place. She's very, you know, technically savvy even. And, um, but she just couldn't make it work for her. And so she jumped into Scatter to Streamline. And then I worked with her a little bit in addition to that. And she's now in, in my group program, but she... Essentially, over the last year, she was able to get the system up and running. And then instead of working one-on-one -on -one with clients, she transitioned to launching a group program herself um, and then has delivered that group program to 10 women in addition to her full-time work. So essentially, through Asana, she was able to like really get clear on what she wanted to do with her business get the most important actions in place and set up a system. And so she had set up a board in Asana with all of the content she wanted to create for her group. And she had it all broken down and she just bit by bit, you know, she knew, okay, this week, this is what I'm focusing on. And, and she got it done. And so she used the to-do list to really help her figure out exactly what it was that was most important this week. And what she's accomplished over the last year is incredible, like in her spare time. Um, but it really was about letting Asana be the one go-to place that she went to. And also the same thing I've been talking about is like letting go of the, of thinking she had to get a lot done and focusing just on the most important thing she had to get done. So she knew yeah. she, in order for her to leverage her time, she couldn't be doing all these one-on-one -on -one calls anymore. She needed to create this group program and she created launched is now setting up an evergreen funnel <laughs> for that group program in all in part-time uh, or like while having a full-time job wow. in emergency service. So I, and I, you know, she, she is good at tech, but she's, it's still the way to use Asana wasn't totally clear to her. But then when she was able to kind of take the concepts we've been talking about in this conversation and apply it to Asana, it kind of changed things. Um, and then I have multiple clients that are really not good at tech at all. Tech is really overwhelming. So I work with a lot of yoga health coaches and, um, you know, people that are, that are really passionate about the work that they do and the business side of things and the tech side of things is like, if I have to kind of, you know, I have to learn it, I will. Um, and, and there's just like, there's so many different layers to Asana. And, and, and I'd say this for any system. It's like, the, the first thing is just, what do you want it to do for you? And if your first step with Asana is really just, I want it to hold my to-dos so I don't have to remember them. And I want to be reminded about what's most important to me when 
I need to be, like it can do just that. And even if you don't use the system for anything else, that is game changing, you know, even just using it just the to do list. So there is kind of this baby step you can take with Asana that that brings a lot of relief, I'd say. Yeah. 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 I see some people with um like my Asana is basically what you've just described there. It's mm-hmm. it holds my to-do list and it also holds um things that I will send over and over again. So emails, lead magnets, that kind of thing, links, um, like no, important numbers and stuff like that. But I look at some people's um Asana or Trello boards and it's like, wow, it totally blows my mind. But as you've just said, it can be as simple as just having um, you know, having a to-do list that that makes things more makes you realize what's important um, and makes you realize it's okay to to not do things as well yeah I really believe in in having a as much systems and structure as you need to work for you so it's I think people have this idea that there's this ideal perfect system that exists and the most comprehensive system might not actually work for you. I've found that sometimes systems can be too rigid where I actually can't thrive within them. And so I teach kind of figuring out the level of structure that truly supports you. And so I I talked for a while about, this isn't a fully fleshed out idea, but I talked for a while about these systems types, which would be Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica. (laughs) And the idea that, you know, the Monica systems type, they need every single thing broken down. They need tons of structure. They need tons of, of like everything organized and color coded. And then there's the Rachel and that's who I am. It's like, yeah, that's nice, but like, it's too much work. I just want the things that I need to get done. And then there's Phoebe who's like, I just need a couple of high level bullet points and I'm off. And it's not about what we, you know, like the Monica sounds amazing to me, but I don't actually thrive in a really structured and rigid system. It's more like, can it, can it flow and move with me? And can it work with me? And can I have enough structure? So the steps are there so I can get the thing done, but not too much that I feel like I'm like in too much work about work. Um, And then, you know, the Phoebe is just like, you know, write blog posts. And that's the only post that that's the only thing they need to like be off for me. I'm like, I need write blog posts. And I need all the steps, like, you know, SEO research, make a graphic, like I need it broken down a little bit. And then the Monica needs like a 15 step system. And so it's like, these all work, but what level of structure really helps you get more done. And that's like the thing I think we have to put our detective hat on a little bit and just pay attention over time. If you put something in place and it works, and it helps you get more done, then great. If you put something in place and it, you procrastinate because it's too complicated or it's not enough steps. Like it's just like kind of like playing a little bit in that space of like what really helps me get more done and not paying attention to what other people are doing because we're all, we're all like weird and wild and wonderful. You know, we're all super unique. And so just paying attention to like, what do I need to be supported with my systems? Yeah, that's such great advice. And and yeah, like I totally agree. Having looked, you know, slight comparisonitis at the at the brilliant boards compared to my one, but it is about finding something that works for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I know because I've done it, um, but you've got some really great um resources to help people with Asana, haven't you? So do you want to tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about those? Because I'm hoping people will be listening and thinking, I know I've got post-it notes everywhere and this sounds really good. And like you know, they want to get started. And I know that this, that was me like 
a while ago when I first heard you on a podcast and I was like, I want to go and I want to go and try this. So can you tell us about your free um yeah, the resources that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. So the the free mini training for Asana is absolutely like the best place to start as far as I'm concerned. It is a uh, it, it teaches you how to use just the task list. So basically, I, I take you through a process where you can bring them, you can get your account set up, you can brain dump everything into a sauna that's rolling around in your head. And then I help you kind of sort and prioritize it. And then I teach the system that I've been talking about that allows you to compartmentalize your to-dos and really have your today the things you want to work on today front and center. So I teach that system in my free mini training. I also have a couple of templates in there, including uh how to use Asana to track testimonials, as well as how to use Asana um, for your vision and goals. So I have a couple of Asana templates and those you can just import right into your account. It's a importable file. Um, and I teach you how to do that as well. So the, the Asana mini training is like my favorite testimonial to get for that training is I can't believe you don't charge for this. <laughs> so it's, it's like one of those trainings that people, and often people are just like, this is everything I need. Thank you. And I like, you know, never hear from them again until they're like sharing something with me. And then other people want to take the next step, which is the my course called Scattered to Streamlined, which is a more comprehensive Asana course. So it's setting up your digital HQ. It is making sure that you have a, a process for client management. There's a content marketing um, system in there. So that's a little bit more comprehensive. But even Asana mini training, if you're just getting started with Asana, I recommend it. And it, you know, lots of people just take that and run with it. And then if you're if you have tried Asana and it hasn't worked for you, I also recommend the mini training. Because I feel like there's just this little kind of hump you have to get over with Asana. And once you have that, then magic happens. And so yeah, I definitely recommend starting with the mini training. Yeah. And it's also free as well. Like I can't yeah. believe it. But Asana yeah. is free. I feel I feel almost guilty. I'm sure Asana does very well, but um, I mean, yeah, I think I think when yeah. I've listened to you before, you've said that you use the free version as well, even as an Asana um, expert and pro. So, which is mm -hmm. another another great big tick on the list, isn't it? Yeah, it really amazes me anytime someone complains about any feature in Asana. I'm like, I can't. I like run my entire business with Asana. Like, the, yeah, I'm so grateful that they have this free version. And like, the premium version has a ton of great features um i just haven't grown into them yet or i'm not sure that i will but you know it's like first for some of the companies i work with that are a little bit bigger have a few more employees um have a few more moving parts then the premium version can be really really good yeah um, but for solopreneurs like like me the the free version has worked well for the last six years <laughs> excellent um i think it's i, I love um, the case studies that you shared about the your yoga clients um because i think they they will be of a similar mindset of the pet professionals who are mm -hmm. going and, you know providing service businesses um, and you know your kind of product-based businesses as well um, it's really really helpful I think for my community um, and it's also amazing that you've got such a great resource that I can go and send people to and I would also add as well um, if you're listening um, that Amy's emails are really helpful as well so um, oh, I love you. getting your newsletters because there's always really great advice in there oh thank hey. you so I love I, writing. I love writing those emails. It's my favorite, my favorite part of my my day. Yeah. Oh, it, I love reading them as well. I always get really inspired by them. So without wanting to sound too fawning, uh, yeah, thank you because the emails are brilliant. That's so sweet. Thank you. So Amy, tell us about where we can find out more about you. 
Yeah, absolutely. My website is amymitchell.ca. I sort of hang out on Instagram. I'm working on it um, at amyr underscore Mitchell. I have been on Instagram in the past and over the COVID kind of dropped off. And um, so that's where I'll be shortly. And then I will be starting my YouTube channel very shortly. And so that's going to have tons of helpful resources. I'm going to pour my heart and soul into making that one of the most helpful places on the internet for solopreneurs. So um, if you sign up for the main training, you'll get on my email list and you'll hear the updates on YouTube coming soon. Fabulous. Okay. I will put all of your links in the show notes as well, but it's really helpful for you to just say say where to find you too. So Amy, thank you so, so much for coming and chatting to me. I've learned loads um, and I know people will find this so helpful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So nice to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.